Today on Locked On Canadians, we're going to blow right past that Columbus Blue Jackets game and we're going to get right into the mailbag questions because there's so many fun questions ranging from mascots and food at the Bell Centre uh, to good GM moves. All that's coming up in today's Locked On Canadians. Locked On Canadians, your daily podcast on the Montreal Canadiens, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hi there, everyone, and welcome to episode 728 of Locked On Canadians. Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. My name is Laura Sab, also known as the Active Stick, and we have to rush past this episode because my wonderful co host, Scott Batlov, has eyes on the prize. Might lose internet at any moment now. Scott, how are you doing and how many feet of snow are you buried under at this moment? So far, uh, the snow originally was supposed to start earlier in the day and it held off a little bit, but it is currently coming down fast and furious. There's good couple inches outside already. It's been snowing heavily for maybe the past hour and a half or so. We had a thing called thunder snow, which I didn't know was a thing and sounds made up and terrifying, but uh so far so good it looks like we might only get up to four feet in some places only Uh, only only they had to move the bills game which is how you know it's bad for buffalo so uh so far so good i am still around uh for those of you who have said hey take care of yourself there is plenty of food in the house there are plenty of blankets i have an xbox and as long as i have internet i shall be okay tomorrow i promise you all (laughs) And I am trying to see now over under Cole Caulfield's height in terms of the snow. If it goes over Cole Caulfield's height, I don't think I'm getting to work until at least Tuesday next week. Because that's five and foot seven. So that's coming up to like here on me. That's a lot. And before anyone asks, Carly took the dog to her parents. They're out on the east side of Rochester. So we don't have to worry about digging out a spot for her to go outside or anything or during the day and worry about that. She's free to run around in the meager three to six inches they might get out that way. So uh, we are well prepared and stocked up here after a very long couple of days at work. So you'll notice we're talking a lot about Buffalo and the snow. And that is because tonight's game was a little bit of a circus. And the Canadians, despite their best efforts, were not able to come up with the win, even though the Columbus Blue Jackets are extremely depleted with all those injuries. Scott, what are your thoughts on the game and what the Canadians tried to accomplish and failed to accomplish? Uh, Well, they didn't get a single bounce in this game. Uh, The Blue Jackets played the Canadians game from earlier this season where the Habs, I haven't even looked at natural stat trick yet because I don't want to laugh like the Joker. Uh, let's see where, Oh, they didn't count that goal. So it's only six, four, not seven, four. Uh, the Canadians had more scoring chances, had more high danger chances, had more expected goals, a higher expected goals percentage, had a higher Corsi four, had more fun. <laughs> had Every... more NHL players in the lineup. Yeah. It's just, 
We love our friend Jay of Lockdown Blue Jackets, but I think even if you were to look at this game, you go, I don't understand any of what just occurred. I don't understand any of what just occurred in this game. Ten goals were scored, and most of them were weird and bad and terrible. And it's just a kind of game that I look at and go, well, that's what it was like to play the Canadians when they were kind of hot earlier in this. Is this what it's like to be the Leafs all the time? In that, <laughs> wow, look at all our fancy numbers and how good we are at doing hockey and all this other stuff. And we lost. <laughs> like, okay, a, uh, weird, sorry. dumb game. That is my yes. final thought. It was weird, dumb, and bad. That is no, my not your thought. final thought. I want to know who you thought did well. I thought, I thought Jordan Harris was victimized by a bad bounce. I. Uh, I, I hardly ha- I hardly ever have anything to say about him making any any mistakes or doing anything negative, but I thought he was victimized by a bad bounce there. Yeah, he could have he could have done better on that one. But then he went and scored. You know, I was happy for that. And Caden Gooley looked good all all night, right? Right. Like here's the thing: is it's like Jordan Harris bad unlucky bounce that first goal totally unlucky hit literally off of him off a dump in. Nothing you can do about that. Scored a goal to make up for it. Great. Cool. That's what we'd love to see. And then Sean Corrali just absolutely victimized him and Evgeny Dodonov on, I believe it was that fifth goal, fourth or fifth goal. Can we just talk about the fact that Sean Corrali scored multiple goals? Uh, Well, no, because his last one didn't count. The empty netter didn't count. The 7-4 goal didn't count. It was one of those moments that I'm like, this is... On, on the flip side of things here, Jonathan Kovacevic looked amazing tonight again. And Jets fans are admittedly kind of getting a little bit upset about this at this point, which is probably fair because he'd be a steady defenseman in their lineup since they don't like Billy Heinola. It's a learning experience game. They learned a lot from the Devils game and they played legitimately good hockey tonight. Outside of maybe not shooting as much, but you can just say, Cole, go shoot puck more. Done. Just no bounces. And that's the story of the game is sometimes you just lose when you should have won. And that's all there is to it. There's nothing nefarious. There's no greater thing to figure out. It's just sometimes it just didn't work out. Simple as that. Yeah, it it just didn't work out. And that's the thing. It's like we can't get too upset about this game because... We talk so much about how we want to see positive signs. We want to see them improve upon their game. We want to see them do the little things and the underlying numbers get better. And yes, Columbus Blue Jackets, the Columbus Blue Jackets are an extremely severely depleted team. That is that is not something that's up for debate. Uh, they like most of their NHL players, most of their good players are not in the lineup. Their defense, as our friend Jay pointed out in yesterday's episode, is like their their average NHL experience is what like ninety eight games or something like that. <laughs> Someone with um, three NHL games was quarterbacking their power play unit tonight, and they scored a power play goal tonight. Yeah, the Habs sure. need to so, learn from that. <laughs> just yeah, yeah. So <laughs> it's it's a game that defies explanation, really. But I did want to talk a little bit about you know we 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 praise Jordan Harris a lot, but this was a rough night for him. Um, it was a rough night for pretty much everybody. Uh, and so we're going to turn it over now. We are going to uh, turn it over essentially to you guys and read your mailbag questions and answer them. And one thing I will say before we do that is that there's so many questions that what we've decided to do is since we missed a couple of episodes this month, we're going to put all the YouTube mailbag questions that we haven't done in the last couple of weeks. We're going to put them in a special bonus episode. So today we're going to cover email and Twitter questions. 
And then all the YouTube, it's going to be an additional episode. So like we're going to have our five episodes next week plus a bonus. Uh, probably in the, in the early part of the week. It won't be tonight, but it'll be the early part of the week that we record that. So that's all coming up. Uh, and we're going to start in our next segment. But first, this episode is brought to you by Bet Online. You have heard us talk about Bet Online on this episode on this show before. BetOnline.net is your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. You can get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there, from football to basketball to soccer and esports. We've got it all at betonline.net and if you love sports podcasts which you're listening to this one so i bet you do you can find those at betonline as well we're always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting fixed head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more betonline where the game starts all right scott uh i collected the mailback questions even though i'm hosting usually the person hosting uh, is the one answering the questions, but I've actually, I'm on a pretty good streak of getting out of answering these questions <laughs> and leaving them all to Scott. So let's start today with a question that we kind of already addressed, but we're still going to bring it up uh, from our friend Pix, who I assume is from the UK from the way uh, that they're talking um, for the mailbag. I wanted to ask about the new mascot. What's up with that? Is it a temporary reverse retro thing? Is Yuppie getting replaced? Who is the new guy and why is he taking Yuppie's place? So we have addressed the mascot, but I really wanted to read Pix's question. I I don't think Yuppie's being replaced because Metal is just here for reverse retro night. But like, I, I don't understand why they went the way they did here. It... I have no problem with the mascot like we talked about before, but like what? I I don't I don't fully get it. I don't understand the thing behind it. It's not like they made a, you know, metal themed reverse retro jersey. They made an expo themed retro jersey, which is just what Yuppie is there for in the first place. Right. It rules. I just don't get it. So <laughs> <laughs> it rules. I just don't get it. Scott Matla's Guide to Life. Um, <laughs> so we've got a question, a couple questions from Kay. The first question. Okay, this one is more for Scott. But do you think Laval may be struggling because they were expecting more help from some of the young guys that ended up uh, staying in Laval, I guess, uh, staying in the NHL, Kay means? For example, they thought they'd get Slaff or one of the guys on D. Is this a roster issue? Yes and no. I do absolutely think they anticipated getting Yuri Slavkovsky and getting any one of Harris, Gooley, or Jack Eye, and they got none of them. Uh, I I think that it's kind of like the Habs game on Thursday night here is that they've played well in a lot of them, and there's no luck in their game. They played well against Abbotsford on Wednesday night, and they got a win out of it, which is great. But I look at this team and I go, something's missing. Anthony Richard is on fire. Like, Jesse Ullinen and Rafael Harvey-Pinard are playing well. Xavier Simino is playing well. But the rotating, the depth cast behind them is not producing the way that they did last year where, like, Donick Martel was lighting up the AHL. Alex Belzeal was reliable. It They need the consistency from the bottom guys there. And I do think adding in another stabilizing presence at forward or on defense, Laura and I have talked about 
sending Slavkovsky down several times at this point, it's not the worst idea in the world because they need that little bit more skill there. And they just don't have it right now. Like Anthony Richard's great. He's got 11 goals. The next closest guy in the team has five, six, maybe, I think. I'm pretty sure it's five, and that's Harvey Pinard. You got to get more out of your 40-shot efforts than two or three goals on a given night. And the answer to Kay's next question is, we love and adore you, and we're so grateful for your existence. Um, we've got a question from a couple from uh, Muligano. This is the person who suggested the trade proposal for Tyler Myers that had that started a really good debate, actually, not just with you, Scott, but with it, with, with like in our comments as well. Uh, mailback question: Should the Habs wait until their rookie defensemen start to struggle or show fatigue before considering sending them to the AHL, or should it be a scheduled decision to allow other players like Matheson, Barron, or Norlinder to enter the lineup? I don't want to seem negative because I've loved their games, but some degree of struggle from some or all of them is inevitable. What is best for their confidence and development? That's a very good question because currently I look at Justin Barron playing arguably his best hockey of the season for the Rocket. And coincidentally, David Savard is now on the right side, kind of declining a little bit in that regard. And, you know, Jordan Harris or... um Arbor Jack guy is struggling a little bit on their other side there. I could see them kind of cycling guys through here, depending on cap space and everything else and giving people a shot until they start doing things that aren't like growing pains related, like actual bad habits on the ice, because we haven't really seen that. Like Jack guy takes penalties, but he's not going out of his way. He's not taking egregious ones multiple times a game. None of the young guys are really putting a foot wrong outside of, hey, this is a learning mistake. And that comes down to the coaching staff because you want to reward the guys in the AHL who are playing well. But you also don't want to make it seem like a punishment for the younger guys who haven't played badly at the NHL level. I, th- I think I think the simple answer is until they start to show, okay, this isn't a growing pain. This is an actual mistake I'm making that needs to be worked on. You keep this the way that it is right now. I think that they're going to try and trade bodies out here to get more space for these younger guys. But for right now, you really can't do much. You're in a very good stuck situation. Basically young guys are playing well in Laval and young guys are playing well at the NHL level as expected of them. If you go in, they play like this next year, then maybe you shake things up. But like right now you're in a pretty good spot to have a conundrum. I think one more question if you could watch any two NHL teams play, not Montreal, which two teams would you pick in in which arena? I mean, I used to want to go to um, Joe Lewis for the longest time. I admittedly, I do want to see a, a game in Vegas, like whatever the most gaudy matchup could possibly be, just because it seems like a good time. Uh, but admittedly, I'm a sucker for like classic things. I'd really do... And because these games are always absolute chaos in the best way, I want to see the Sabres play the Leafs in Toronto just because Toronto struggles with the Buffalo Sabres for whatever reason. Who doesn't? Yeah, I was going to say, I'm not not casting stones there given the Montreal Canadiens record, but I want to see how the home crowd reacts to something like that because the Sabres could be the worst team in the league. 
and they'll still give the Leafs just absolute fits. And as a neutral observer, that is very, very funny to me. And <laughs> that's what I want out of it. If I'm going to pay $700, my left kidney and my uh, checking account for a ticket in the nosebleeds, I want it to be worth it at the end of the day. So I, I was really torn on this. I have been to the Joe Lewis. It, it's a very, or it was a very unique experience for me because it was one of the older arenas. I want to see Penguins Flyers in the Wells Fargo Center. Ooh, that's a good one. That's a really good one. I also thought about Vegas because Vegas is definitely a, a team that's high on my list. But I can't think of the matchup that I want to see. Like, who's their biggest rival? The Kings? The Sharks? San Jose like, Sharks. Yeah, like I, 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 I would do that if if the Sharks were good. If they get better, that's that's a game that I'd want to see. Um, and we've got plenty more where these questions came from. So all of that's coming up in literally just one moment here on Locked On Canadians. Okay, so we've still got some Twitter questions, and if you have asked us questions on YouTube. Just so you know, there is a uh, bonus. We're doing a special bonus episode uh, with all of the YouTube questions that we've missed over the last couple of weeks. Uh, today, we're answering email questions and we're answering uh, the Twitter questions that we've received. And so let's look at uh, another Twitter question from uh, KCD, who takes us on walks. Uh, Casey, if the Habs made a Christmas album, what songs would they sing and who would be the lead singer? <laughs> I know Brendan Gallagher thinks he wants to be the lead singer of all of this, but like character. I, I can't help but feel that like someone on this team actually has like a very good like talent. Like Rem Pitlick, I bet, is a great singer. Or like, or Pizzetta. I, I look at Michael Pozzetta and he just probably sings like I well yeah I was gonna say Frank Sinatra which I guess counts so like it, I'm trying to think of what they would sing and like I assume it would just be like remixes of like semi modern songs like one of them is gonna sing All I Want for Christmas or you know Baby It's Cold Outside or whatnot if they're gonna be like classics but nothing like too out there because it's the Canadians and they're always kind of reserved in the way that they do things. But I bet Rem Pitlick is a great singer. And I kind of wish this got asked when we did that, like, um, the team roast video where they answered questions about their teammates, about who can't tape their stick and everything. I want to know who is the best and worst singer on the Montreal Canadiens. Yeah, so Habs, if you're listening, that's the next question you ask them. Jeff the Red asks, what food or drink should they serve at the Bell Center during Habs games that may be outside the box but could be genius? Heroes. Ooh. And I'm only saying that because I was watching Cutthroat Kitchen before the games and they had to make heroes and now I really want one. But there's a blizzard outside and I'm not ordering Grubhub because I'm not a bad person. But, whew. yeah, I think it'd be heroes. Just because, I mean, it's easy to take with you because it comes wrapped and you can eat it. It's delicious. And I don't know of any arena that serves Greek food. So, like, and you I You know what? It. Maybe Little, Little Caesars does. I haven't been, so I don't know. If, you, if you've if you been, is it Little Caesars Arena? It is Little Caesars Arena right now. If you've been, if, you, if you're in Detroit, let us know. Do they serve Greek food at that arena? Uh, Jeff the Red also asks, do you think the Habs should just wear the reverse retros for every game in order to help secure that high draft pick? 
No, because if we if we, they lean into the curse, they're going to become an unstoppable juggernaut, and everything's going to go out the window. We've got a monumentally gross one from our friend, or from our nemesis, not our friend. This is how tired I am. From our nemesis, Will. We know we all know not to eat yellow slow yellow snow, but what about all the other colors? Don't eat the snow. We live in like the like polluted cities. Do not eat snow. So one, don't eat brown snow because at at best it's someone's discarded coffee. At worst, it's likely someone's tobacco spitter, which is horrifying, or it's poop. And yes. Finally, I got a poop reference on this podcast. It's been a while. Doing great, mom and dad. Hi. Um, If it's red, it's probably blood. Don't eat that. (laughs) Don't eat that. And if it's green, it's probably some kind of fluid out of a car. And don't eat that. I I, Just don't eat the snow. Just don't eat the snow. Yes. Don't eat the snow. And if it's blue, it's probably that, you know, like pet safe rock salt, which you're an idiot then if you eat that in one way. And it's not working. Or it's washer fluid. And don't eat that. Don't eat that. I f- <laughs> I feel like I'm talking to the dog that isn't here right now. Don't don't no. You put that down right now. No. Don't eat that. I am booping her snoot. I am not hitting my dog. I am booping her snoot. Just for those out there. <laughs> um. Real quick, we're back to hockey. Jeff the Red wants to know what our preferred defense pairings are when Jeff Math when Jeff Math when Mike Maths is back. <laughs> we're doing great over here, everybody. Um, I kind of want to see Gooley Matheson. I like on the top pair. I want to see Gooley Matheson. You can't put Kovacevic and Savard together, unfortunately, because the foot speed is not there and there isn't a puck carrier on that pairing. I'm not opposed to Harris Savard in a lesser role. And then this is where it gets hard. I Kovacevic has earned a spot and they told them to look for an arena spot. I think him and Joel Edmondson isn't a bad pairing. And, but that leaves Arbor Jack guy as your odd man out. And out of everyone there, he needs a little bit more refinement to his game. He's not playing badly, but his edges are the most jagged as of right now. You can see the promise. He's like third among NHL rookies in shots on net as a defenseman, which is impressive. They just got to work on honing that in a little bit here. And then I think there, there's there's something there. I have been very wrong about Arbor Jacki a lot this season. He just needs a little bit of that polishing and a little bit of time. So if he were to go to the Rocket, he's going to get the ice time. He's going to get to work with the development staff still. The options are still there because I don't want to take Kovacevic out of this lineup and I don't want to take Harrison Gooley out of this lineup. It's a good problem to have, but my thought is it's Matheson Gooley, it's Edmondson Kovacevic, and it's Harris Savard. Just I think that's probably the most even balance you can make out of that right now. Our friend Goalie Droid wants to know, which halves rookie would you want to shovel your driveway? Arbor Jacki. He could just walk up to it and the snow would run away. I was going to say it's like Arbor Jacki. I mean, probably had to clear snow at Costco and Hamilton. Like that's the thing that people there do. Um, or maybe Joel Edmondson. He seems like he's got like the old wise, like smart way to do it. Um and Nick Suzuki's probably like, if I do this and do this, and he's got it done in like he, Nick Suzuki would just bring a snowblower because he's smart. Like, why are you yeah. guys shoveling? And he'd just show up with a snowblower. Like, 
Mm-hmm. Which Carrie Price, because he probably has a snowblower that goes on the front of like a tractor or an ATV and he just goes and does his driveway like that, honestly. Uh, another question kind of about uh, Matheson's return. So I'm not going to ask it. What I'm going to do is I'm going to uh, say the defense pairings that Emmerich mentioned in the email. Savard and Gooley, Matheson and Harris, Wi-Fi and Eddie, so uh, Jacki and Edmondson, and then the extra would be Kovacevic. I think if you're going to do, I think if you're going to do that, you need Kovacevic back. You can't, you can't, you can't, you have to, you have to go Scott's way, which is Kovacevic with, with Edmondson and, and sending Jacki to the AHL. Yeah, it, it's, I get why, like, they want, like, Kovacevic so much. It's. There, there's no right or wrong answer. I feel like with this, like outside of sending Caden Gula down, the only the only wrong answer is sending Caden Gula to the AHL at this point. And I think that's a good thing. It's just, I it's tough. And maybe they'll rotate guys in. Maybe Matheson will play a game or two in the AHL, and they're going to tell guys, look, earn your spot because when Mike Matheson comes back, he's going to play a good chunk of minutes here because that's what we got him for. And, you know, that internal competition brings out the best in people, or at least it should anyways. Uh, Matthew asks via email, Hey guys, fun one for you. Using just the Canadian teams, select a center, right wing, left wing, defenseman, defenseman, goaltender, and coach. I thought we had a question like this. This is just for, sorry, for which team? Like all the Canadian teams. Have you, have, did you answer this question? I think I did. Or answered something similar about picking players from other teams, and I I can't remember what it was, but I thought we answered or did a question like this. So I remember, like, I don't think it was Canadian teams, but I think it was. I can't remember now. <laughs> Time has no meaning. Time um, has no meaning. But this is going to be our last question. We're going to move all the other questions to our bonus episode. There's a couple more mailback questions. We will move them to our bonus episode. Uh, just because we are running out of time, but using just the Canadian teams, the center, who's the best center? In, oh, Austin Matthews. It It's Austin Matthews, um, which great. Cause then on his wing, you put Cole Caulfield and on the other wing you put, well, can you put Connor McDavid at wing, even though he's a center or no? I said Austin Matthews over Connor McDavid and the Leafs fans are going to have a field day about this. The Oilers fans are going to burn down my house. Um, <laughs> um, on def- on defense is where it gets difficult because, like, okay, Quinn Hughes is likely mm-hmm. one of my picks, but, like, a lot of the rest of the, like, defense around the NHL and the Canadian divisions isn't great. It's a bunch of it's fine, but not great kind of thing. So, I mean, I'd pick Quinn Hughes and maybe, like, Erasmus Anderson from uh, Calgary, I think, would be up there as well. Goaltending. All the Canadian goaltending hasn't been very good this year. Um, God, Connor Hellebuck probably seems like just the safest bet. Yeah, that's fair. All right. That does it for our mailback questions in this episode. As we said, there will be a bonus episode in addition to the five episodes we're doing next week because we missed a couple of episodes this month. Um, so we're going to go back a couple of weeks and make sure we get all our YouTube questions and we get the mailback questions in the emails that I still haven't done. 
Um, and that's all coming up at some point next week. In the meantime, our next regular episode will be Monday. Make sure you're subscribed to this podcast wherever you get your podcasts as well as on YouTube so that you can catch that. Uh, until Twitter implodes, we are at Twitter at LO underscore Canadians. You'll find me at The Active Stick and you'll find Scott at Scott Matla. You can also email your questions or just general observations, anecdotes. Tell us how you became a hockey fan if you want to send us pictures of your dogs or cats. We would love that. That's all locked on Canadians at gmail.com. Thank you so much for listening and bearing with us today. We will talk to you next week with six episodes.